Attention, please. Eastern Airlines Flight 19, now ready for departure. Welcome aboard the Walt Disney World Express Monorail. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we're entering the vacation kingdom of the world. There's enough land here to hold all of the ideas and plans we could possibly imagine. We call it Epcot. Will be our experimental prototype city on the Mars. Welcome to another episode of the Retro Disney World Podcast. Taking you back to the vacation kingdom of the world, the way it was, and the way it is in your memories. Welcome to another episode of the Retro Disney World Podcast. I'm your host, Todd McCartney, and this is episode 85.5, Retro Magic Retrospective. We'll be taking a look back at our Retro Magic event, which was held September 30th and October 1st, 2023. Uh, This is an interesting uh, episode because it's actually a live recording of our YouTube stream that uh, we did just the other day. Uh, So you're going to have a chance to hear backhand stories, uh, a little bit of a rundown of, of what we did. There's some videos. So if you'd rather, head over to our YouTube channel, uh, and uh, you can click the live link over there and replay the live stream event that we had. Otherwise, sit back, enjoy this Retro Magic Retrospective.
All right, welcome, welcome everybody. Oh, it looks like we got to adjust our Zoom here. Hold on, let's just shuttle everybody over. I think that we looks a little better. Us. We're kind of up, up, yep, yep. Could bring bring the boys up a little bit. There we go. There we go. All right, welcome everybody. Welcome Todd to Zoom, the Todd Zoom brings all the boys to the screen. Bring everybody together. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So, welcome everybody to our Epcot Forty Retro Magic Retrospective Rewind. Uh, we have a lot of things to go over tonight. So, I saw a lot of people going, "Oh my gosh, this video!" Some people had seen it for the first time. So, uh, and I saw some questions in there. Where did the music come from? And thank you for Jason for answering. We actually had that music commissioned. Um, yeah. We were trying to get an Epcot feel without using Epcot's music, and uh, I hope hope we kind of did it because it wasn't easy. Brian, when you put your hands up like that, it looks like you have an imaginary camcorder. Well, I was just moving the uh, the windscreen thing ah. out of the way because it was like it looked like my face was disappearing there. So, like, I was just <laughs> so wait, you just revealed the like a secret. That's the first little behind the scenes tidbit of what we're going to talk about. Today. Yeah, we got a lot of different things to go over. In fact, I got a I got this extra screen now so there's a lot of real estate of things going on and i might get a little confused and we're a little rusty so hopefully the audio is coming through but you guys rusty. out there and youtube land <laughs> always tell us whether or not we're too loud or i'm too I appreciate soft or... that how's the only guy that got that reference oh i missed it sorry <laughs> <laughs> you said we're a little rusty i went rusty rusty <laughs> <laughs> National Lampoon's we're, we're all wearing berets when we do our <laughs> Paris episode, right? So, uh, I have a bowl of popcorn, so I hope some of you have that as well. And uh, got a little little beverage. I'm almost through it. So, um, but yeah, we want to go over a, a, a bunch of things tonight. I think the boys don't even know what I have programmed into the system to talk. Yeah, how and Brian are going. Uh, and JT, uh, Brian, you and I talked a little bit, but. Um, We've got a yeah, the nice thing things. is I'm going to get to see some of Retro Magic because most of it I didn't get to see. <laughs> I was right. running around doing things. So I can't wait till we get the videos of these panels because I'd like to see them. Yeah, you you think we're not busy with this, but between being pulled out, I, somebody came over to me and said, oh, uh, Tony needs to sign this. Can you get him to do that? And obviously that little door you probably saw is going in and out and in and out and back and forth. But um, Backstage magic. Exactly. But those in the chat, let us know if you did not attend. We're going to assume if you're here and you don't respond to us, we'd love to know how many people did not attend a Retro Magic. Uh, so let us know. Uh, yes, Golden State, that was the secret door. So that's what it is. Um, and JT, you're getting a shout out to your parents. We're going to see them a little later uh, on, on one of the videos. And JT, are you wearing the watch? Did I just see that flash by? Oh, ooh, there it is. That's one of the behind the scenes tonight, too. We're going to talk a little bit about that. So, all right. Adam didn't attend. And then in the comments, uh, questions, if you have them as we go, we'll try to... Yeah, we'll try to do this all as we... Well, this is totally unscripted I'm not, tonight. I'm not Lots wearing the watch, thing. but I still have the oh. last Retro Magic yeah. pen set, the floating pen set. So we, there we go. There, we have a is. few of those hanging around. Forgot to put them up on the site, but... There's Art. He says video's coming soon, so... Yeah, Art is no, our... No, no, our, pr no our pressure. Art George... Art. No, Tammy no. Tucky's not asking us every day if you've done the video <laughs> yet. So just, just so you know. <laughs> Big shout out to Reese and Art for doing all the video and all of our volunteers too. We'll talk about all that a little bit later. So, all right, here's a couple things we have. I'm looking at my list that I got programmed in. We've got uh, two slideshows of behind the scenes photos. We've got behind the scenes footage of setup and actually going to the secret underground bunker to get stuff out of storage. We've got... Uh, 
the School of Drama again, because everybody loved that. Um, we also have the Creating Command opening up there. We've got a rundown with photos and different things for all the sets. So there's a lot of good... There's something else in here, too. Oh, we have our art auction to talk about. A lot of things to do. So, gentlemen, where do you want to start? Where what, Should we do the rundown? Sure. Uh, all right. Yeah, we're going to be working on that rundown. Let's do the rundown. So let's put us into the sideways uh, setup here. <laughs> And uh, let's go. Let's go through the rundown here. Let's turn this on. Oh, there we are, Retro Magic. What's going on here? Okay, I gotta move my. Yeah, those guys. So the guys are a little bit. It's a little delayed. They can't see what I'm showing until they see it on their screen. It's a little can't weird. Pick up what he's putting down. That's right. There's us looking at the Thanks. gifts. Exactly. So Retro Magic. We started, but this was uh, September 30th, our first e- uh, the evening. This was after the VIP event that we had. And how we, after we had our opening film, which everybody just saw, uh, how it told everybody about the gifts. So how, for those that haven't joined, maybe you can give a 30 second dissertation on what the gifts are. And we're going <laughs> to, JT, make sure you slide it up the arm, please. Yeah. Show it like on the there prices, right? Yeah. Which, which are, are available on our site. Yes. Like, let's start by saying that. So if you weren't there or if you were there and you want some of these for, Halloween presents or Thanksgiving presents or Veterans Day presents or holiday presents or just to make your own wallpaper with like a hundred sets of stickers. Yeah. Cover an entire wall. So if you go to lbvhistory.org forward slash donate, maybe Jason can throw that in the chat for everybody there for us. And um, but we have stickers, watches, um, we've got the lanyards, the bags, all sorts of extra stuff. We always order extra. Jason, Mr. Know. Broccoli would be an awesome Arbor Day present. That would be <laughs> that would be great. So, how? Why don't you tell a little bit about what what we have there? Sure. And do, do we have slides of some? Of I do not. No. no. Okay. Just, I, just I, give some quick. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking you know, around commentary. now, thinking like, what do I oh, have? I got. I got. Well, we have the watch, and I got. We got the watch. Okay. I've got so a set of stickers here. Oh, hold on. Oh boy. Your there we are. Is incredibly this is going well. there. there we go. Set of stickers. All right. So, uh, so stickers, uh, we'll start with that. So, so Brian, when we were discussing, you know, all things 1980s, which seemed incredibly appropriate for an Epcot event, he said, I want puffy stickers. Said, okay, Uh, we love, we all love that idea. So we went off, so we went off to the internet and looked at puffy stickers from the 1980s. And it turns out most of the puffy stickers that were done in the 1980s were drawn very poorly. It looks like someone just threw pictures down on a tracing table and traced them and they colored and paid $10 to someone on Main Street USA to sketch their kid, you know, (laughs) make make E.T. for me, you know. And uh, and so that was the sort of the ethic that we took in the design is like we, we have so many talented artists that work with us. That they could have made actually super incredibly beautiful ones, but we wanted to make it authentic to the eighties. So we went with the the okay hand trace. And then even to that point, um, I the way that I produced these, I tried to do them exactly like someone would have in the nineteen eighties. I started with the photos, I blew them up to like three hundred percent, traced them on a light table, um, inked them, shot them with a scanner at like 1200 dpi and then shrunk them back down to their actual size and colored them there so the the way that it was made was very authentic which i think helps uh work with the uh, and a little inside thing how we had a little internal battle about the number of colors you did want to go with we did you wanted to go with reduced number of colors because 
back in the 80s, it was cheaper to use just like three colors. And if the person's face happened to be purple, it was going to be purple. Right. And <laughs> it's, but we, you know, a couple of us persist and we say, no, we, we want to do full color. So I, I appreciate your, your flex on that. I, well, you know what? It's 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 for everybody, right? So whatever is, we don't have to be, you know, hard asses about it. We can <laughs> as, as long as you get enough of the idea. And then even the the little header uh, that was on top. It's funny. So I, I tweeted out a picture of the the um, top part of the bag, and someone said, oh, "Oh, all you're missing is the price tag." And I was like, "Oh, turn it around, <laughs> flip on it back. over." That's right. Because <laughs> we even I even reproduced the authentic 1970s price tag that was on the yeah. items sold at the Walt Disney World back then, and then swapped the Mickey head for the like right. artist, uh, historical society logo. And how I've got some photos later of the lanyard and the stickers actually and and the um and the watch when we're going through production so we'll hold off on the okay, description good. until we get right. get, get there so Perfect. um we had a good question come up I, we haven't even gotten to our panelists yet but uh uh brigida i believe that's how you say it um you guys seem to be really inspired or maybe lucky as who you choose for your panels your panelists were fantastic to listen to how do you get get such great panelists well, all you need to do for one of them is uh, redo Journey to Imagination, and he'll come visit, and he'll just say, "Can I come to your event?" <laughs> and that's how we got Tony Baxter. But to be fair, he was on the list. He was on the we list. Were, but Brian, we were, we were building the rest of the panel. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the The short answer is, uh, I made a list of twenty five or thirty people, most of whom D twenty three has not had at events or have not been to to these events type of, of events before some of whom have never done events like this, uh, who were integral in one or more of the attractions at Epcot or something to do with Epcot that we were, that we were working on. Tom Morris helped us a little bit, uh, fill the list out when, when I was going through it and saying, here's some people you should approach. And there were some six or seven that, we approached that we never heard back from yeah that just didn't didn't answer and a bunch that said you know no, thanks but no thanks can't make it a couple that are punted to our next event uh the tencennial that that they're going to be able to make it but barry braverman bunny you just asked but yeah barry and i talked he was not able to make this event but yeah. he's always high on our list um we'll keep trying you know part of what happens is the good buzz goes from these events back to you know these folks do get together at periodic reunions and events in california and you know they can say hey if you ever get invited by these folks it's it's a great place to go so yep. um that that that's part of how we build it out but we love plucking you know my favorite thing to, to hear back from people is uh you know i never knew this person existed what a great guest you know i loved hearing from that person and yeah. we get the same feedback from the guests too, the, the 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 folks that are up on stage that have that haven't done these types of things before. And some of the notes we got back from them uh, were really a compliment to all of you. And I'm going to share. I won't tell people who it's from, but I'll share a little bit of one later because yeah. I want everybody to hear it. So, who, uh, who was the guy that did the Doc Brown to you? Brian said, "My God, they found me. I don't know how they found me." Who was... <laughs> that was Richard Vaughn. Richard Vaughn, yeah, <laughs> Richard, Richard Vaughn of Spaceship Earth fame. Uh, yeah, high in the uh, mountains of New Mexico. Yeah. And I want to say too, the challenge with this is that we have to do some of this again. Have to bring some of it back because there are so many stories, and so many were up there telling 
the story for the little piece that they have, but there are so many more stories. So that's why we do this. And like you said, Brian, I really do enjoy bringing, you know, uh, Sarno and Norm Inouye and, and Richard Vaughn, all these to light who had just didn't get that spotlight as others had and really bringing them all out. So, but speaking of guests, um, we did start off. Oh, these are not in order. You know what? I don't know what happened. All right. They it's were right. in order, but they're not. It's all right. JT, take it away. You talked with Jim Sarno. There we go. Yeah, we brought Jim back. Uh, Jim's always a treat to have. Uh, you know, and, and him and I talked beforehand, and we said a lot of these stories we've told at events, but we kind of treated it like you know a lot of people hadn't heard it. So we rehashed some. We went through some things. Uh, Jim uh, went into some Harriet Burns history and that, but uh jim's one of those ones we we like just having him there and he's uh he's a blast to have on stage just a nice guy to conversate conversate with and talk with and it was a good good quick panel i think i yeah. definitely had fun up there yep and somebody has a, the epcot picture is on the panelists uh on my calendar for this month it's a it's a great shot it's yeah a great shot. oh brian it's you and hugh oh hugh darley uh who we just heard from, i just talked to him yesterday um what can I say about Hugh Darley? Uh, I did say it on stage there, but uh, Hugh and I had lunch last year put together by Johnny Rivers. Uh, he came with Johnny Rivers to lunch and two minutes into hearing his first story and that amazing Southern Georgia drawl, I said, this man needs to be on stage. <laughs> and uh, and uh, he was enthusiastic. And he, it, for those of you who stayed for the last set of autographs, Hugh sat there with uh, the imagination team and signed autographs until the very last person left and uh, has more stories to tell. One of the things we've toyed with about our next event uh, is maybe doing a good neighbor panel where we talk a bit about some of the work some of these folks have done for Universal and SeaWorld and some of the neighboring attractions. Uh, and Hugh has done a lot of work for, for uh, Universal and for Paramount Parks where he was involved and uh, cruise, uh, cruise lines working on cruise ports. He has a lot more stories to tell. He's starting to work on a book. He just retired. Uh, so, uh, but Hugh will definitely be back. Yep. Um, and speaking and, of books, uh, JT, we have a list on the site of the books that individuals wrote. So if you're interested in hearing their stories that they've got in paper, uh, there's a couple book listings out there. The Al Alcorns. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll post the link in the chat here to that. Awesome. Yeah. I, and I don't want to kill the finale of his panel. Uh, but here's a great picture of him. There. <laughs> but the... Uh, the <laughs> Everybody do it. <laughs> his panel ended. Uh, the last story we told was about them testing the water effect at the sign out front of the living seas where the waves crash on that water. And the very first time that they tested it, uh, the cannons were loaded at, I believe he said, 300 uh, pounds a square inch or something like that. And uh, it <laughs> fired a a water rocket that knocked the men painting the mural on the side of the building off of their perches there from the scaffolding. And uh, of course his version of telling it, I, 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 I mean, you can't I do it justice. The, I don't think the room laughed more at any point during the weekend. Uh, it was hilarious. I just found it really interesting that they started with the pressure high and worked their way down. I, <laughs> and those were the guys that did the, uh, the, the leaping fountains at Epcot and, yeah. and went on to, 
start wet industries that uh all water yep. attractions and the best part was hugh's closing line he says he he walked over to them and says well, I, i'm no engineer but i think that's too much <laughs> <laughs> it, it reminds me of uh first iron man when tony stark he's like let's put the pressure just 50 percent you know and it blows him into the wall exactly I, I can't look at those uh that sign though that living sea sign now like ever again no I, well i just always look at the wall to the left yeah, now when i was when i was there I'm like, distance. I'm looking at where it hit, and I'm like, man, Brian, they're I wish re- I had been there. They're repainting it. That's how they clean it. They just crank the pressure yeah, up, right. and they shoot the water on the wall, and then all the crap trips down. Yeah. We're not so, going to go over the story here, but the Boo Visa Mama's Boy is another great he, story. He, Hugh finally yep. gave us the uh, confirmation and a little bit of background on that. Yeah. And, and there was actually a postscript to that story that I didn't, you know, when you're on stage going through this stuff, you're... Your mind is always like, okay, where am I going next? And so you tend to think of things afterwards. One of the stories about this afterwards, um, I had asked, you know, that, you know, he had told us that the guy, the boo, uh, was in the landscape uh, side of things. So I had asked Michael Crawford to ask Scott Gerard, who was like head of landscaping uh, at Walt Disney World at the time, uh, who they had interviewed on the Progress City podcast. I said, I told him the story last year, and I said, can you ask him about this guy, Boo? And Scott Gerard's reply was basically, yeah, I mean, I knew him, but he didn't really work for me. Like, he, like he was just, <laughs> like, sh- shoving responsibility for Boo away from him. <laughs> All right, here's just a shot, I believe, with one of your drinks, Hal. It's just the, which, which is oh, this drink? there we go. That's the piñana, the piñana. Yeah, that's a piñana, okay. Colada. So that was a, uh, so two of our, our specialty drinks this year to celebrate Horizons 41st were Horizons themed. And so this was a, uh, of course, everybody knows about the orange, the long yep. orange that was part of uh, the Horizons thing. That's what they were harvesting from the buckets. But off to the side was a second genetic we engineered. Actually, there were a few there. Uh, fruit called uh panana which was pinana which was a combination of a banana and a pineapple and so uh we said okay we've got to use that as the basis of one of the drinks so we took a basic pina colada recipe and added a little bit of banana liqueur to it and hopefully not grenadine they <laughs> added they added that much to my chagrin, but I'm sure it was hopefully it was. That one good. looks correct because the one my wife yeah. had did have grenadine on it and it was a yeah. little sweet. But so I don't know. I could take no responsibility for the grenadine. I, I don't know where my, that my, 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 my several were tasty. There you go. Yeah. So, well, so, how's but it? Was, yeah, oh. it was a nice, I was just saying, it was a nice, easy drink, easy to make, easy to drink. So hopefully you guys enjoyed that. And then our, our non alcoholic one was, was a flavor grape uh, sangria. Yep. So. So how this is you and JT on this panel here with Davey fighting with Davey fighting, oh, yeah. which I missed this entire panel. So I, 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 if you want to start, none, yeah, I don't know what was going on, but I saw none of that panel. <laughs> Same thing here. <laughs> Neither did I. I don't remember any of it. It's all with, blur. This, you have to understand this is not like Pee Wee's Big Adventure, where we just at the end go say I lived at Dottie because we we missed it. Dottie is no, mostly. I get to watch the video. Yes. So, uh, so Dave Fighten is uh, one of you know the handful of, of geniuses who program audio animatronics. I should I shouldn't say I hate the word program. He is an animator of, yep. and his medium happens to be audio animatronics. He's you know I, they always throw a programmer on it because he uses a computer in order to do that. But he's not. He's an animator. He's he's not really a programmer. 
and so um, so we got to talk. You know, World of Motion had like 182 audio animatronic figures in it, mostly humans, but animals and cars and all kinds of different things that moved. And uh, he was the first person to actually work on that attraction uh, in its built form in the Tahunga facility. So he had a bunch of great stories about the black widow spiders that were there <laughs> and uh, all kinds of, all kinds of things. And s- some surprising stuff like uh, uh, when, you know, they have these animation consoles that he called an Anacon, which I hadn't heard before. So that was interesting to put a name to that. So that's that when you go to like the one man's dream show, there's that, mm-hmm. and I assume they might still have it there. There's one of those animation consoles with like the, picture of the person kind of flat like this and the dials everywhere so that's that's the anacon and uh he didn't have a table for it they didn't provide him a table so he went to waithful rogers who we all know from you know a bunch of disney videos and in films and, and he made hugh darley cry on stage when he saw waithful's picture because yeah he's waithful was his inspiration he's the he's the guy that's in the suit in the the metal you know, compliance suit in the carousel of progress scene, you know, picking up the newspaper and then the man on the stage does the same thing. And he went to Waithel and said, I need some place to put this. And Waithel was like, Oh, there's an oil barrel over there and some wood. So just throw the wood on top of the oil barrel and get to work. No chairs, no any. And so for two weeks, they dragged this oil barrel with this. $20,000, no, like $70,000 animation console sitting on top of it. So that was crazy. And he just had, he's a really funny guy. Um, he talked a lot about uh, some of the the nitty gritty of, of, uh, of it as well. Like how, how far you can push things and not push things. And how Disney tends to dial the animation back after he programs it just so that way it lasts longer and is a little bit more maintenance friendly. And a cake story to a cookies? Cookies, yeah. So he, Ryan, you got your you got your dessert for the next event right here. Davy fighting cookies. So when he was so when they were working on Epcot, uh, they decided to have a cookie contest, and the idea was to like take make Epcot out of cookies uh, to get people excited about working on the project. And so this is uh, one of the one of the entries. It's a pile of cookies with a Mickey on top, and then the dome thing. Apparently, the special effects department. Put some cookies on plates under this dome and then just had a ton of like their special effects whirly gigs and things going on inside of it. So <laughs> that's John Hench and a few other people judging. I, I don't know about the rest of the country. I think at some point in the last 10 years, this has come up on the podcast. Uh, but in Western Pennsylvania and in the chat, raise your hand. There's a, it is a thing at weddings that in addition to having you know, the cake, like with the wedding cake, there is a cookie table. Oh, that's my, and, why we had that. All yeah. right. So that extends into Ohio. Yeah. And, well, half, half my family is from the, Western PA too. So okay. That. So the guests will bring, you know, the, it's, it's like a, it's like a holiday cookie exchange, except, you know, Aunt Flo brings her famous cranberry cookies and so-and-so brings these and it, a giant table of cookies. So if I ever get invited, even if I don't like the person, when I get invited to a wedding that's out near Pittsburgh, I go 
Because I know there's going to be a cookie table. So, so we should uh, do this at the next event and have I, people bring cookies. Bring, bring cookies, wow. Well, would that, we're not allowed to have them bring yeah, food into the catering oh, also. We'll, we'll do it outside in the parking lot. And we're going to have to find a, a neutral location <laughs> to have a, a like a Come on down cake. to the Ramada on International Boulevard <laughs> afterwards for our cookie swap. Well, <laughs> how we'll just create milk cocktails. That's I mean, right. nothing but various there milk cocktails. And yeah. speaking of your cocktails, how uh, people wanted to know the recipe, if you could share that. So that would be great. Yes. Uh, the drink yes. recipes, yeah. yeah. I, uh, well, okay. So I saw someone say you should do a liquid luau, and I will yeah. do a liquid luau. But if you want to know what the recipe is, I, I may I may just happen to have it handy. Uh, by the way, All Hal, right. the fact that you're using a multicolored LED light with your rainbow corridor is amazing, by the way. It's in the details, right? I love That's it. Love, whole, you plussed yeah. it. You plussed it, as we as we said. Makes it, it all nice to have stuff. that while building it. Yeah, extra LED. <laughs> <laughs> we got four of them in route. Actually, they should be at Avon's now. Avon, let us know if that package arrived with the extra LED strip. Are so. we going to are we going to tell that story? We're going to tell we're going to tell, tell some building, story. Yeah. Right? Okay, to it right right now. So this was a late ad that's on the screen here. Um, this was an insane ad. This was an insane ad. We 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 made five or six of these where it went through and told you things that were coming up, and and then we literally sat there in a chat one day and came up with all the things we could put in here, like you know, uh, veggie veggie fruit fruit ole cha cha cha, and and you know. All the different things that you've heard around Scheduled Epcot events. Yeah. yeah, what's yeah. coming up, what wait There used to be signs like that in Epcot that exactly. would have the scrolling. And we knocked this off in like <laughs> one day, like six days before the event, yes. we put these together. While we're all in the middle of, of a high-pressure situation of trying to get other things together, all of a sudden we're just like, oh, we don't have time for anything else. And then... Two hours of this. Yeah. Yes. So fortunately, they rendered pretty quick, and it was it was relatively easy. But I'm I'm glad you you died. Uh, somebody's modem died and couldn't log into Prodigy. Well, you're gonna have to have to get that fixed. So, um, oh, how this is you again? This is uh, Grand America Spaceship Earth with Michael Crawford and the and the crew. Oh, wonderful oh, yeah. panel. Mike, this goodness. one I saw. This one. This one I sat through the entire panel. What a what a. Okay, there's you know there's several groups. I, I feel like every panel that, that you sit on with these folks is like a wow. I can't believe I just got to do that. But this yeah. was definitely a wow. I can't believe I just got to do that group. Um, John DeCure Jr., who did you know he basically ran us through why there is a spaceship Earth. You know what is what is the function of having you know a, a large piece of architecture to kind of represent. Uh, a, a place like Epcot and how important that is uh, starting at, you know, world's fairs in Paris with the Eiffel tower and working their way th up to today. Um, and he said a great thing at the end that I'll we'll hold to the end. Yeah. Um, but just give, you know, his, what a brilliant man, what a great humanist, uh, just, just a fantastic guy. Uh, and, and he did a lot of the preliminary ideas for, for Epcot and what it could be when they're in this very exploratory stage of just trying to figure out what is, what is an Epcot. And they slowly got to the idea of doing, you know, spaceship earth. They knew they wanted a centralized theme show, but they weren't sure what it was. And then, um, they, uh, Bray Bradbury, as you probably all know, was, was part of it. And he ended up writing a great script for it, but he had talked to the, talked to them and said, you know, I, I had this problem myself i was writing this article for a magazine about 
the moon landing and I just couldn't figure out, I couldn't get it started. And the due date was coming up and he said, finally, I, I thought of a metaphor that I could put on it. And then the article just flowed out. So you guys need to find a metaphor to hang this on. And that's when they came up with the idea of, you know, from cave walls to, you know, digital walls or something. And, and that's when they thought, Oh, okay, we'll, we'll look at like every great landmark in, in human uh, communication that drove us forward to the next era. And that's what they did. And, and Peggy Paris, who, who did a lot of the research on that and figured out what in the world uh, all those different things are. And my goodness, it's her, her ability to recall dialogue in foreign languages in dead this, languages too. <laughs> yes she's just like oh she just starts reciting egyptian and phoenician from the attraction absolutely amazing um what a what a great lady oh my gosh if you want to talk about you know and i loved her story of just you know starting out fresh out of school and doing stuff and uh, to me this is this is the classic old imagineering of you get in there and you do something and you do it well and then you do a little bit more and then you would get recognized and then you get a new opportunity and you do a little bit more and you get it's it's you know the way businesses uh, the way i always thought about businesses ran it was it's just so great that she was able to do that um and then we had richard vaughn uh who was the production designer on it and he started with the models in the model shop building him and uh, did an awesome job on that and then got invited to become sort of the field art director because those and the model shop to me is is another one of those like key things to Imagineering. So uh, this happened a lot with Epcot. So the people in the model shop would end up getting the opportunity to come to Florida and uh, supervise the install to make sure everything was put in properly and restage things if necessary. Um, which totally makes sense because they were the people that were the most familiar with the attraction, especially from a dimensional perspective. So he had some really funny stories to tell about the things that he did. Yeah. R uh, Richard came over while we were setting up on Saturday just to find the facility and, uh, and introduce himself to us. And if those of you know, it was extremely hot uh, those couple of days, like, uh, there were periods of time where you just stepped outside and, you know, within five seconds you were drenched from head to toe because of the humidity. So he was, you know, patting himself on because he had walked down uh, along the sidewalk from uh, from the dolphin. And, and uh, I just, you know, just chatting with him. I said, Richard, uh, how long has it been since you were on the property You know, down here in Florida? He said 35 years. So, so he had worked on Captain EO. So I think the last time he was there was when they were finishing Captain EO, um, which was nuts. Yep. Insane. Wow. All right. These are definitely all out of whack order. Okay. This is mine. This is with Ted Linhart. This is how we kicked off the evening Saturday. Uh, after we did an introduction with all the gifts, Ted runs DisneyDocs.net and he bought quite an assembly of uh pieces of, of history um documents uh, between he bought the horizons information guide i think again um he had all sorts of um, early epcot designs uh he had some of this what was really neat is that one of the books i think it's that screen yeah it's that one there it's hard to see on the, the bottom left but 
John DeCure Jr. bought a giant print of that that we had on display, and that was on the cover of this book, which was really neat, a very, very early rendering uh, of early Epcot. So check out DisneyDocs.net if you haven't. Tons of PDFs to download. Um, it's it's amazing how much, how much he's got And he walked out of the event with even more stuff than what he came with. Did he buy things? <laughs> he did. He got uh, he got some stuff from Bob Gurr. Oh, yeah. wow. Uh, um, some... And- <clears throat> and just this gonna... week, just this week, he uh, Ted acquired from Hugh Darley uh, concept art for a Fiesta Fun Center refurbishment in 1987 that would have had all of these uh, electronic games and stuff. And and uh, it was right as as Hugh started iTech, and uh, so. I some you know Ted being Ted, he hooked up with you when he found out what Hughes history was, and you know said, "Hey, do you have anything?" And lo and behold, this week Ted had from Disney Docs added uh, this amazing concept art for all of these high end things that they were going to do to refurbish uh, the Fiesta Fun Center at the Contemporary. So uh, worth checking out. Yeah, yeah, because it's stuff that no one has seen since 1987. No, no. Completely, yeah. completely. Uh, Brian, I'll let you take this one. This is Tammy and Sally. So uh, this was another one of those I want. Uh, one of the songs that stuck with me on my first visit to Epcot was Tomorrow's Child. That really was the Epcot song that stuck with me. Um, so when Tammy did her album uh, last year, this earlier this year, and Sally was a part of it, and she had done a an interview with her on her podcast. Uh, This was a back and forth. There was a lot of discussion about bringing Sally uh, to the event. She was one of the last additions uh, just from timing because she had uh, like a book signing scheduled for that weekend that she had to reschedule. Uh, But to hear her come in at 82 years old, I think she is, and nail that song. Uh, was something and there was a point on Saturday morning where there was a little room we gave them next to where the rainbow carter was I have a photo of that later too Brian coming up <laughs> where where they where they were doing the sound check yeah and so, so I had was listening at the door and then <laughs> how and and uh, Todd came up and I'm like come on let's go in I mean it's our event we can go in and listen to the sound check and we stood there for I don't know what it was t- seven or eight minutes and yeah. they, they did they did the whole song for us and just incredible yeah and sally's got i mean the, the the pedigree going back to singing with you know sinatra and these people in the 50s in the 60s and then she just in addition to singing the simpsons theme song yeah she has sung everything which is her book i sang that which is linked on the site yeah. uh she's just been a hollywood studio session singer forever and and amazing amazing background and then how you and I were up there, with Trevor Bryant going over Horizons, which was a, a fun, fun. Uh, we we look, we scratched the tip of the iceberg of Horizons. I mean, you can go listen to our three part series on it where we deep. <laughs> but Trevor's modeling experience, and it was funny because I wasn't the only one that I think it was uh, Tom Morris called out. You look like you look like uh, Kylo Ren or or what's his <laughs> yeah, Adam yeah, Driver in some yeah. of those pictures. Um, but I think one of the biggest parts was that he told the story of Zorro the bear, which was the Pooh Bear that used to be originally was in it was in a lot of the promotional photos that hang hung there in the space scene, um, oh, and the insurance 
person got after them and said, you can't have a Pooh Bear up there. That's terrible and whatnot. So they put put a Zorro outfit on him and they made them take it down and then it went to the generic teddy bear. But he still has Zorro Bear with him and he, he bought it with it. I don't know. So, I, I don't know if we have so, enough to do an ornament of, of Zorro Bear with his half mustache. So I'll tell you the back a little bit of the backstory is at different times during the uh, during the history of the Disney company's relationship with the family, uh, the heirs of the of the A.A. Milne empire or empire. It's just a little, <laughs> a little there have been times when the relationship has been contentious. And so it's highly possible that during the 1980s, it was one of those contentious times. Um, they had a deal with uh, Pooh in Sears. You know, they were selling a bunch of merchandise. And yeah. there were several times that the family sued Disney because they didn't feel like they were auditing it properly. And then Disney would go, oh, our bad. It turned out, turns out we owe you a lot of other money. <laughs> and so this kind of thing would happen back and forth. And, and so it's it's potentially they felt like um, that usage of Pooh wouldn't have been covered under whatever contracts that they uh, had okay. to, yeah. to just avoid the whole thing. That's a, that makes sense. That makes sense. So people enjoying his, his art, he got very choked up at the art too, that, that came out because they asked him to do the art for the shirt. And you could really see when he got choked up, he, he needed a moment because that was such an important part of his life. And um, we do have his art. I know people are asking for a t-shirt. We need to, we need to work with him on that and make sure he's cool with something like that. Um, all right, journey into imagination. Whoa, how you and I? This was another. This is a huge panel. <laughs> oh my gosh. Tom, Tony, and and um, you know, why am I blanking? Russell, 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 Russell Brower. Yeah. Where do we even start? <laughs> oh. I mean, we couldn't cover anything. I feel like I feel like we only scratched the surface in this I panel. Mean, this is one of those. It could have. I mean, it could have, it could have, should have been an hour and a half or two hours, but we just didn't have the time. Yeah. It was the longest panel. I mean, we gave it as much time as But we could have gone for another hour and a half, you know. And, and we even went over, you know, as, as it was trying to get as much stuff in there as possible for everybody to enjoy. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, gosh, I mean, we've got Tony tracking the beginnings, the beginnings of it, you know, from the land pavilions land keeper to uh professor marvel from the never built um and how we should tell the audience too like he gave us a presentation and in the words of billy joel we had to cut it down to 305 i mean it was oh it was even longer it was huge (laughs) and he says much much longer he says i need about 90 minutes without q and i'm like it was literally the Sam the Eagle, you know, it's like, dude, you got 20 minutes. That's all you're right. going to get. So, um, but, but it was really, it was really neat to see. And he had all kinds of artwork that none of us had seen before and lots of photos of the the group that worked with him on it. Yeah. Um, Tad Stones. I'm trying to remember. Skip Lang, right? Yeah. And a couple of other couple folks. Others, so, yeah. yeah. And then we have some um, so, videos later on that we'll dive into some of the stuff. But. And, and And there were more invite, I mean, more people we tried to get from yep. the attraction to come in um but apparently this you know, is schedules us schedules are schedules this is us wrapping it up uh this must have been when i lost my cool and and uh and had a had a moment on stage too but he, uh, he, he got to cry before me i did like, i did i was, I was like you know, i just kind of stepped on my toes a little bit i'm sorry it just the emotions just came out the emotions just came out 
uh like i said these these slides were in order and then the, i don't know what obs does it just puts it out uh of course we're going to end it and then we're going to go back it's probably going to take us back to the beginning when we talk about cranium command but uh this is tammy this was uh brian you said make me cry and she did it so well i you know i told the that my intro to the song i for me the my Disney era, when I started going regularly, uh, this is the song that closed the day at Epcot. You know, when the yep. Illuminations would finish, this song would start and then go into Oh Mela Wela while everybody was exiting the park. Um, but I had a couple of connections to this song. I know I told the story once or twice before, but uh, this particular one I didn't tell at the event. Uh, I was at Disney uh, when the Sandy Hook shooting happened. And you can sometimes appreciate being inside a bubble and being shielded from the awful things outside in the world when you're in these parks. Um, and that particular night, I remember knowing what had happened, but we we're you know, watching the illuminations and this song came on and I just bawled my eyes out. Uh, and anytime after that, I still remember the last time I saw it. I, it was a few months before the, the the end of the show. And I remember exactly where I stood and the group of friends I was with. Um, we were on a bridge near China, I think, watching it. And, um, I, you know, it just, I, I love the song. And I we talked about bringing Kelly Coffee in to sing it. Uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, Tammy, we just knew would nail it. And she did. Yep. I mean, she just got it. Yeah. So a couple comments uh, on, on on things that went gone on where I'm listening to your story, Brian. Um, Russell Brower, we are going to have him back. So thanks for putting that in the chat. I know he only got a couple minutes at the end uh, to talk about. But uh, yeah, Brian, we were all mush. By the time that thing ended, we were just hugging anybody that would come up to us. So <laughs> you want to you wanna <laughs> hug? Just come find us because we were I, I feel we bad were spent. because I, I know Rob's in the chat here. You know, I finished on stage and then Tammy came up to start singing this song and I have this emotional reaction to the song and Rob Hinkle's in the chat. He's my, one of my oldest friends. I mean, we've been friends since high school and I stood next to him and I just like grabbed onto him and I, I know I squeezed about eight, eight <laughs> years of life out of him for, for about five seconds because I just needed to grab onto something. Yep. Yep. <laughs> she started and then we pulled it together for the yep. for the rest of the show and then you know we're trying to get off the stage and our friend tony passero stops us to to say nice things about us and it was just like oh yeah you know so uh oh somebody says todd tell everyone about the quote that amy wrote down uh that came from tony baxter yes um there my wife overheard him, and uh, to paraphrase, because she she has it in her phone, I have to have her send it to me. But Tony said something to the effect that he he turned to the other Imagineers and said, "This shows you, uh, or reminds me, reminds you of what what your investment did, which was really a neat thing to say that, that you know remind of the time that they invested to do that." So, yeah. And um, Rob in the chat just pointed out, and so true that he said the most the striking theme for the event was how much Epcot touched the people who built it. And those of us who enjoyed it, and that yeah. is a hundred percent. One hundred. Yeah, I got out of it too. Was I? I know was, there's a. So, go ahead, finish what you you're saying. Uh, well, I know there's yeah. some folks freaking out in the chat over the next slide, but uh, I do want to share. I did. I don't want to attribute this to who sent it to us, but I along the same lines. This mm -hmm. was what I had referenced earlier. Um, 
I just wanted to take an opportunity to thank you all from the bottom of my heart for creating an amazing experience. For me in particular, it was not just a reconnection or a reunion, but after so many years, it was a reminder that I was an integral part of something huge and important. And I had lost that feeling years ago. John DeCure Jr. said it better than anyone that it was a community. And says a few other things. Says if I survive another ten years, I'd love to participate in your Epcot 50th Retro Magic reunion. And that's just one of the Imagineers, you know yeah. that that. And, and again, it's work they did so long ago. And I love that our event was able to do that for them. And all of yep. you who attended were able to do that for them. Exactly. Exactly. So our slide, this was supposed to be one of the first slides, but it's obviously out of order, as I mentioned, but this was our Cranium <laughs> Command panel Saturday night, which this was the end credits to the Cranium Command opening that we have. We can play for you if you guys want to see it again. We can we can do it. It's two minutes. Um, but uh, yeah, it, this was a panel with Jerry Reese and Scott Curtis. We had Corey Burton retur uh, return as, uh, in a voiceover for General Knowledge. Uh, and Bunny, who here is here tonight, I see her in the chat. She did all the drawings for it. You see General Knowledge and Buzzy on there. That was all that. So she did a fantastic job. So up on stage, that's me with, with Jerry and Scott. Uh, we went over a little bit of Scott's uh, acting career. He did a few things before this and after. Uh, most, as we went over, his famous thing was uh, DJ's First Kiss. Uh, and the Pepsi ad that he did for, for uh, E.T., um, or the E.T. ad for Pepsi, I guess you could say. So uh, it was a really neat way to kick it off. And then we played, which nobody knew. This was kind of the, a few people kind of knew what was going on. But uh, we played our version uh, of Cranium Command Revisited. We got an anonymous tip uh, about a year ago uh, of all the different uh, uh pieces of film for the eyes and the top and the bottom and and also a, a, a basically one that was put on a tripod and just shot out at buzzy so we recreated uh cranium command um and then we're gonna do uh probably do a movie night or release that something some sometime coming up so uh so that was that was a lot of fun sooner rather than later yeah exactly <laughs> we got a lot of backlog we got to go through this is just a general picture of the room for those that weren't there and those who wanted to feel like they relived it uh, and then we opened day two with Billy Flanagan and Tammy Tucky. So, uh, Brian, how you guys know a little more about <laughs> Billy? And actually, it's funny. I got I, I had a I was restoring some some videos this week, and wouldn't you know, one of them was Billy in the Tarzan Rock Show, jumping you know, singing and jumping and doing all sorts of stuff. And I was like, I I got I got footage of him. So there we go. That's hilarious. Um, the also. The, to me, the funniest thing was knowing. Oh, so Tammy shows up in that dress. She's, you know, she's made up. She's ready to go. And I, and the story that I know is Billy is going to arrive in the morning. He's going to perform and then he's going to go to church. And so we have this window in order to pull this off. And so I, you know, Tammy's in this beautiful green sparkly dress. And then in walks Billy in a jacket that perfectly matches the dress and <laughs> went to Tammy and said, did you guys plan this? And she's like, Nope. I just told him what I was wearing and he she took care of it. He took care. Like right. And so in my mind, I'm, I'm visioning like Billy's closet is like, <laughs> what color is it? Okay. Sparkles. What color? And he's got one of like, just every like Henry color. Hill's closet in Goodfellas. Yeah. With all this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like, Get red, blue, green. Okay, here's the green, and off he goes. And right. um, 
Well, Billy was a he was kind of a last minute ad. Yeah, yeah, he was very last minute. In fact, she kept asking, "Did we want him? Did we want him? Did we want him?" And uh, the the original plan was to Todd wanted to open Saturday morning with well, Todd uh, was going to dance up there with Tammy, right? That was the original. (laughs) (laughs) No, you were from home. You were in in the door section of Home Depot. You you were going to do the Home Depot dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So inside joke, folks. Inside. Yes. So we. we originally Todd planned to run the opening video that we ran again tonight uh, on Sunday morning to reopen the show. And I said, well, we've already opened the show the night before. Like we should do something different. And there had been a, like, I guess early on, there was a discussion on Hal's music because Hal was like, Hal and Jeff Crawford were our musical directors. Yeah. So there was like a plan to do. We've just begun to dream. (laughs) And I guess we had forgotten about it as we worked on the schedule and it was, I don't know, it was less than two weeks out where I said, is this on our schedule? How and house goes, yeah, it's supposed to be. It's a, they were going to perform it. And so then I checked with Tammy. I said, are you sure you can sing that early? Like, cause you're on it, you know, at the opening you're on after lunch with Sally and then you're closing the show. Like, can you do it all day? And she said, yep. I said, okie doke. And, and I'm, I'm talking to how I'm like, Dude, I'm leaving. I'm not downloading gigabytes of data on Disney's Wi-Fi. You better get the film ready for their background. And he's <laughs> frantically doing that. You, you guys have no idea how and much so, data we're transferring back and forth to pull this and, off. And so I started with this elaborate plan in my mind that I was going to take, do original artwork and do basically replicate like. A, this is so Hal Bowers right now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to replicate the look of a, a multi of one of those like th- six slide deck. It's like almost shows. too simple. That's right. <laughs> like, uh, like the, what was done for like what making memories was done in. So it, everything would be done as if it was slide projectors that were crossfading. And I went into all this research of like, how do I make crossfades look like the crossfade? And then just time was up, wasn't going to happen. And someone uh, gave me access to um, this opening footage from from Epcot's actual opening day. And and there's Billy, like, as one of the dancers in the opening day footage where they sing, we've just become to dream. So, or we've just begun to dream. So it just made perfect sense. Like, it's the opening of Epcot. It's the opening event. The video was awesome. We were able to, I was able to edit the video to match, you know, Tammy's edits of the song because we shortened it quite a bit. And just, I think it really set the tone uh, yeah. nicely for and Kyle, you, Kyle was just asked, we need to see Kyle's background footage. You will at some point. We'll we'll definitely have that out on the, the main one. All right, our last panel. Uh, this was Bob and and Bob and Bob and Steve. Oh, uh, let me let me do one more thing. Oh, if sure. you were there and you saw it, that opening animation of Epcot Center where it, it you know came out and was like vector vectory looking animation. That was actually a trailer that played in front of Tron right. in 1982. Yeah. So that was a real piece of vintage media uh, that we were able to use to open the show. All right, go ahead, Todd. Sorry, this is over yes. to Brian and JT. So, so this this is uh, how we open Sunday morning, and uh, mm-hmm. we figured we would get the engineers up there talking about you know how they took the dirt in the ground and turned it into something they could put buildings on, and how they put the buildings up, and I. You know, I, I, I allotted, I don't remember, it was 60 minutes or something like that. 
And when Bob Holland was, so what happened was Bob Holland and Steven Alcorn both sent me their PowerPoints and said, you can cut them down. And I could cut a little bit, but there was just too much good stuff there. So I told, you know, I'd sent them each thing and I said, listen, you'll each have about 20 minutes. And then I told Bob Gurr, we'd, we'd have him for about 10 minutes up there to run through some stuff with him, which if you were there, you saw, I asked him one question and he proceeded to answer all seven that I had written down on my card <laughs> in his first answer. He just ran through it like because we had sat down beforehand. He's like, OK, what are you going to ask me? And I went through it all with him. And he just answered all the questions before well, I got also, to ask them. We were eating breakfast when you talked to him that morning. And you said, Bob, we're going to give you like five, ten minutes or so to do this. And he just goes. Well, normally I take about 20 to 30 to answer these types of questions. <laughs> and it just, just slowly started compounding. And then it turned into like that. That was our first panel that kind of put us behind, like on time. Well, and part of it was what we had chatted about was I said, I'm really looking for you to kind of be my, since you and I, JT and I aren't engineers. I said, I'm kind of looking for you to be my Ed McMahon, my color commentary here. Uh, as you know, Holland and, and Alcorn explain the intricacies of what they were doing and bob gurr did do that uh you know he jumped in at points uh, which was great uh but yes bob uh bob holland's muck uh became the catchphrase of the event it became the hawk your booty of this event for those who were destination d 2016 you know what i'm talking about and um steve alcorn i mean he could have gone on another 20 minutes or three hours talking about American adventure and, you know, just the, the whole process of he and Linda's adventures in yeah. space, you know, at, at Epcot. And yeah. And I mean, I, and I think he did a nice job calling out Linda who I, I think is another one of those hidden gems in the Epcot history because it was her attractions that opened first and she got so much visibility for doing that. Basically everybody, all the other engineers and all the, all the executives were following around and wanted her on their projects because she was getting it done. Yep. Yeah. And, and Linda was originally scheduled to be um, on one of the panels and came to me about a month beforehand and said, listen, I'm, I'm not comfortable being on stage in front of four or 500 people. Right. And I, you know, said, listen, don't, don't, you know, just come. And she was more than happy to interact individually with people. Uh, she is going to do a small uh, group event for us in the future. You know, we chatted about that and had some ideas for, for how we could do that. Uh, but, yeah, she she has a tremendous pedigree and uh, deserves more recognition than when you're shy, you're able to get sometimes. Yep. All right. Well, that's the end of the slideshow here, but what I do have, um, let's see what the, the group wants to see here. Maybe we've got the crane command opening programmed up. I've got some test platform footage, the, the, the drama, uh, school of drama, and then some behind the scenes footage. Why don't we just start with this here? Here's some behind the scenes footage. This is the, one of the clips gentlemen that I first sent you on, like we could make the rainbow tunnel and this is what oh, the, man. this is what the factory sent us. Yeah. Remember that. this? That's if, like, you, if you're beaming in Star Trek, it's a good. Yeah. I'm like, well, can we turn that on the side and, and, and do that? I don't know why it's not going to the next clip here. Come on, let's go. Is it show the inflatable version? 
I don't know why it's playing the same footage over and over. Hold on, hold on, stand by. All right. Does it repeat? The sound guy's in charge of this or what? I don't know. Oh, there we go. Oh, and then this is the <laughs> this is the Rainbow Corridor being built. Oh yes. So this is this is actually from the from the factory. Now um, that part right there, that is the the sign that says Rainbow Corridor. Right yeah, there. yeah, right is. there. Yeah, that's the sign. Yep. And there's that's when they first told us, oh, we've got the tubes. I'm like, well, oh, I don't want there's them to the do shape. that. The tubes are like they're a little they're a little too. Boy, they flashy. work really good there. How look at that? No, yeah. no issues at all. <laughs> <laughs> well this is what the tubes could have done so and then this is when they started hooking them up for us uh i didn't tell you uh, uh todd when we were building uh i could not get it to do the program and i mean oh, it really? was like it was doing a whole light show and everything and i'm going <laughs> it's better than nothing at least it lights up and i found that the sd card spring-loaded had popped oh out. so it was like in so, the default state so yeah right when i popped yep. it back in it was like right back to, to rainbow corridor mode so here's one of the early programs they sent me i'm like no there's no red there's no orange and there's no purple what are you guys doing so here they are it setting took, it, it took up a solid four days to get red out of them. yep yeah. yeah exactly it did i you can't believe what i sent them um, so this was, they were discussing on how they could attach it. They went with Velcro and these. I really just feel chops. like we're getting ready for you should be playing. Oh, I should have put that in there. Yeah. I, feel, I feel a little standoffish like they're messing with, with my thing there. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> oh, and, man. Uh, that is not how it went with us, how putting the Look how fast look, he's look going. Look at that one holding there. That, yeah. that is not. Yeah. <laughs> like Leonardo DiCaprio in that meme. I'm like, like there it is. Uh, it's holding. It did not do that in real no, life. We no, no, they've got no, this it, whole thing. So this is when they had it up and they programmed it. Chain. They were doing this in a zero gravity chamber. <laughs> That's right. We we put one strip up like that, and as one bit went, it all just fell. Like the whole thing. <laughs> oh yeah, it was like Christmas lights at my house when I put them up. And <laughs> yes, Matt. Matt knows he was there. Yeah. Yeah. Goes, and this is where I, I I told them like, no, it's still not the right colors. They're like, oh, okay, we'll reprogram it. I made this whole Excel spreadsheet that showed like what color should be in which segment at one time. I'm like, oh, it was it was so so frustrating, but. How your your freeze frame background as well as JT's shows how well it, it came out. I think the next little video clip here actually shows. Let's see here. I think I think the next one is when it was finished. The video they sent us of it finished. Let's see here. Yeah, there it is. And then they walk they walk through it for us. Yeah, I do remember the day we we got this one. This was. Yeah, we're like, it was a big moment. Oh my gosh! I think they, I think we nailed it. Yeah, I think it might work. It might, this let's, actually, let's hope it works when we plug it and, in. And as it's halfway around the world, and I'm like, they have to disassemble it still and ship it. So <laughs> right. So JT, we have to rebuild it. This was JT's job from the beginning. We have some. Well, we'll, we'll tell that story when we when we when we get to that point because there's, there's another two minutes here in this video for some other things All here. Right. Uh, Alan, I was not with Tom Morris when he saw it. I did. We did walk Tony Baxter into the room, and I think there's video of that yeah. somewhere. Uh, there's Tony people asking if it's available it. on Amazon or how much does it cost. Asking for your basement. If you are serious, we are going to sell it and auction it. So if you're interested, email podcast at retrowdw.com. Uh, it's about twenty and it, feet long, and, it, and, it, and it's a four figure number not don't be like oh it's two hundred dollars yeah it's, yeah it's four figures. this was thousands of dollars yeah. so and it, you don't have to put the whole thing up by the way you can put it up in segments too we yeah can, might actually even be able to split it up into two so that was this is the final video here where they finally got it right i had shown just previous to this the actual tunnel 
And then, then they sent this to me. I was like, okay, you, you've, you finally got it. You, you got, you got the, the color, right? So golden state says, uh, he quotes Dr. Jones. It should be in a museum. You're right. But funny fact, museums usually pay for their artifacts. Yep. (laughs) Exactly. We'll sell it to whatever museum wants it. What's this footage? This This is is the archive. This is the archive. This is going out. They were going to the secret bunker to get everything out. So we've got behind the scene footage here. And there's the friend shirt. uh, If you watched one of our movie nights, you saw that friend shirt on one of the the people in in one of the movies. And Hal made the friend shirt, and I think Gary's the only one that bought one. Gary had been let out of the (laughs) closet by then. He lived in there for an entire year. Here goes. Here comes comes the the whiff of 50,000 years floating out. (laughs) See some peach punch mix in there, too. That's right. That's right. You guys haven't seen this at all. No, this is all... This is how the day starts, everybody. Rob, it's behind the scenes. People are asking. That's it. We're yeah. delivering. <laughs> this, this. this is this is oh, fish eye. <laughs> there's there's our chairs. We're setting up. This is the this is the. Uh, oh, that's fun. I think Matt Matt did this. Yeah, it's like we're peering through a, a, a you know a peephole to yeah. see the setup. So there's three. So this I think is setting like, up the centurium. Yeah, I, and he did it twice. I think he did it two sides i think i put them both in there there's still three minutes here to watch and then so. there was a union complaint against us for hanging 47 banners in here <laughs> the night before opening we did we it's a good thing we didn't need water we'd have to call the plumbing union you know that's right local 632 plumbers union that's a lovely callback brian uh i stole it from the chat somebody mentioned it oh, earlier okay. in the chat so. so then he did the reverse side too so you might be able to if you helped us volunteer On the back side of Ballroom. It's the backside of the ballroom, yeah. It's I wonder how many people go in and out of the stage doors. Oh, we weren't allowed in at this point, too. So that's something we should let people know. Everybody's like, oh my gosh, you know, you guys pulled this off. You know, some people were concerned about the audio, which, trust me, I was very concerned. But I don't want to give you too many details just to tell you that the ballroom, which we were supposed to be in at eight o'clock in the morning, we couldn't get till one o'clock in the afternoon. So, which is why things didn't sound right on Saturday night exactly. because the audio people didn't. Although they said they'd have enough time to have it set up, they didn't, and yeah. uh, we couldn't do a proper sound check, and we yeah. got it all fixed by Sunday morning. Thank so, God it was a two-day event. Yeah, um, was, but I apologize. We apologize for that because it was just it was I not what we apologize for. It. it wasn't our fault. It wasn't our but, fault, but <laughs> well, I'll still apologize. <laughs> oh yeah, you guys, <laughs> we we need a day to set up. You got three and a half hours. Go for it. So yeah, there's Mrs. Saltyhinder over there on the left. Yeah, yeah, there she is. <laughs> So I think we got and, uh, it. Let's yeah, it's, it's all happening. Oh, and then Matt this did is... this. He did a walk through the tunnel while it was being, while it was just being built. There he is. So we, were to, we were trying to mend the end. There he yeah. is. <laughs> yeah. That's a sweet view. Here's my mom and footage. dad. Yeah. Whoa. That's crazy. So, all right. So on that behind the scenes footage, we have a couple other things we're going to show here. Um, Let's just run uh, real quick the cranium command open for anybody who hasn't seen that. And then we'll do, uh, we got the long version of people riding the test platform for uh, University of Energy. And we got the Dream mm-hmm. Founder School of Drama that everybody can see. So here we go cranium command opening. Gee, it sure is dark in here. There's got to be a light around here somewhere. Ah, this ought to do it. Whoa! Where 
do you think you are, Disney World? Yes, sir. I knew I was home when I got on the airport tram and was greeted by Buddy Dyer. I think that tram was piloted by a chicken. All right, Pinhead, listen up. Your job is to pilot this craft through Retro Magic 2023 without overstressing it. This is a first-class event, fuzzy. A lot of dedicated fans are in attendance tonight, and they have high expectations. So the pressure is on. Are you ready, Skunky? Yes, sir. You'll need to measure up to a whole archive of flickering home movies and treasured family memories that warm people's hearts. Yes, sir. People are going to compare you with the great Disney legend, Bogger. Are you ready, Stinky? Uh, no, sir. <laughs> Smart boy. Nevertheless, instead of losing your head, what are you going to do? Use my head, sir. Well, look at you. You remembered. I'm proud of you, boy. Hey, remind me, how long have you been riding around inside the head of Scott Curtis? Since 1989, sir. Then I'm sure you've got the hang of it. You're going to get Scott right up there on stage in a few minutes, aren't you, boy? I'll do my best, sir. As befits your role as a full-fledged member of the Cranium Command, carry on, Buzzy. And remember, be calm, cool, collected, serene, balanced, centered, and relaxed, like me! <laughs> Will do, General. Guess I better get this show on the road. Okay, crew, report in! Todd McCartney, Jerry Rees, come in, please. All right, we're back. I hope you guys enjoyed that. That was a lot of fun, and thanks again to Bunny for drawing all those things, and Tammy for editing, and, and Corey uh, Burton for voicing Corey knowledge, and, and Scott, and then um, Jerry Rees for scripting it. He wrote the whole thing, so. Um, Avon says, I don't remember that at all. <laughs> so, all right, we got another fun thing here. This is the full version of the test platform from the universe of energy. This was in the, uh, the, was this the engineering panel? No, this, which one was this in? Which one do we slide this into? We added uh, this, uh, yeah. Right yeah the beginning with Bob Gurr. Yeah. Bob Gurr. Okay. Steve. Here we go. Here's the full, the full clip. The full four minutes. Exactly. Sounds that, 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 that's a, 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 a non-air. Right. 
the system they use in the water over there? No, sir. No, but it's the same Similar basic concept. principle. We can watch the wheel. Is the system treated Market of That's one of the Baywatch, right? All right. Well, I hope hope everybody enjoyed that one. That's one of the awesome videos and official tencennial uniforms, exactly. right there. And how you have a you have a breaking update, breaking update, breaking update. Listen up. While while we were away, I uh, I created the Muck Watch T-shirt, and so it is now up at the Retro Magic Web. Uh, uh, t-shirt shop so go to retro um, forward slash support us so let's put that in there right now retro www.com support us head to that url and uh you can get the muckwatch t-shirt i haven't even I seen have, it yet i had another thing that i should have had you share and now i'm going to try and do the thing where i hold it up to the screen but as oh. we we're going through all of the challenges yep um uh, in getting the room ready uh, can they see this? No, I can't. Um, can you see it there? What is that? That is the uh, my view when I was up on stage of the monitor. Oh, that's right. 
that was not showing us what was up on screen. It was right. just showing and, us this weird split. And I literally took this picture while Bob Gurr was talking and texted it to Todd in the back of the room at the soundboard and said, please have them fix this. That's I right. Can't see, we can't see what's on the screen. And my whole thing with Jerry, that was the same situation. I had half of one PowerPoint slide and half of another. It was a mess. All right. Well, we got another, another Bob little Holland's video. slides were very detailed and he could not see what they were. It was. It yeah, was it got all messed up. So. Yeah, but we got it fixed. All right, so here's the Dreamfinder uh, school drama footage that we put together that Tony Baxter had sent us. Everybody got a good laugh out of this. If you have, if you want to see this again, this is this is good stuff. We cut a couple together here, and you'll see Joe Rody. Oh, how nice of you to drop by. You're just in time to star in my new story. Rather strange travelers appear. Why must they forever bother me with such such silliness? There never was such thing as Giants! Duck! Watch out! Don't let him knock you off the The wizard's magic bubble floated for miles. We've got to try to stick together. Let's try jumping in time. One, two, three! Come on! Act like you're jumping! You don't have to leave the ground! Just pretend you're floating! Follow! Let's see if this jet powder really works. Now stamp your feet to ignite it. Now, follow me. performance i bet there's a couple of future film stars in the group thank you very much <clears throat> and now if you'll kindly step off stage to your left i'll get things ready for our next performance all right i'm back we're back glad you hope you enjoyed that one and now we got a couple other things to go through here that's all the videos we have but I put a slide, two slideshows together of just random stuff, so we're going to see what comes up in what order. Oh, how? Coming up first is your stickers. Oh, there we go. There we go. So there that's some are. early production runs of the stickers before they were puffyized, I guess. And, oh, yeah. By the way, can you go back and do that Joe Rody is Dreamfinder thing, but instead just make it all like a disco light? Like, yeah, we could do that. So that, so that like, he, like he doesn't work and we just flashlights at him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see what else we got in this slide. These two slideshows. 
Oh, there's your watch, How Coming directly from the factory in white glove treatment. There we go. All right. Waiting for it to show up on YouTube so yeah. I can... Oh, there we are. Yeah. Yeah, there's a, cl- a close-up of the watch that we did. So that is based on the Dream uh, Catching Machine. Um, it does look like Dream Dreamfinder's holding it in his yes, with the glove. It's Joe Rody. You didn't know that we made had the made in the dream port, did you? <laughs> so, uh, well, if you don't wear man, if you want the watch, the good news is you can you can, you can get, get it one because we, we have it. Yeah. Yep. Um. So so what it was is uh, I mean I will explain this, but I'm sure the you know the attraction it's obvious. So uh, at the center is is the dial uh, that was on the. The cylinder that um, Figman came out of, that would show you know how full the uh, dream catching machine was, uh, and you know whether you needed to go back to the dream port or not. So so we took that, which was originally uh, set up in five, and I turned it into six because five doesn't really work if you want to know what time it is. But right, <laughs> six six dividers does. So I kind of reworked it so it was a little bit more like a watch. And then the bottom uh, bottom half of the strap is is the uh, dream catching bag. Uh, and then the front half of it is that tube that comes out that would like suck in all the things. Uh, and yeah, that's, that's uh, pretty much I think I had more well. photos of it because everything's out of order. We're now going to Tammy and Sally. Uh, at Soundcheck. Yeah, at Soundcheck. So this is what Brian was talking about. And that was my phone. I had the video that we put. You can see, if you kind of can see that, that's the video of all the Tomorrow's Child pictures that people send yeah, in. Yeah, we were showing them what was going to be playing behind them. Because they had no idea that that was there. Yeah. yeah, they had no idea that all of those pictures that you you all submitted of yourselves at Epcot as uh, tomorrow's children or today's children or today's adults um, were going to be playing behind them as we did it. Is that yesterday's tomorrow's child? Yesterday once more. Yeah. Oh, okay. So this was another concept uh piece of, uh, of of material that or photo that was sent to us for the rainbow tunnel when the factory said oh we can make something like this i'm like well can you make it a little a little longer so just wanted to show everybody kind of what we went through with this um okay how some more of your stickers before they were puffy eyed again right. yep there they are the gentlemen are seeing this on a delay so i'm trying to do my You're best here oh yeah yeah there's some of our friends i finally got my der bookenworm art i had been dying for the little bookworm for from the german reading store for years and how finally created him for me so oh there you go and this was an early uh lanyard how this is when they got the the color wrong and we're like no that's blue mork Mork and mindy mork suspenders (laughs) exactly (laughs) so i think we have a slide coming up later that uh will actually show uh, the, the right color match. And then there's the puffy stickers coming up here. And the next one, this is when they showed us what they look like in the packaging. And they were like, wait a minute, we want a white backer. And like, oh, yeah, that's going to be like yeah. an extra penny per sheet. I'm like, oh, okay. So so that's how they originally were going to be packaged. She said, no, 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 no. We want the white bet- between them. So, But oh, here's a picture of all of us at the end with uh, Stacy and Brooke. Our stage managers, if you will, yeah. some of the volunteers. We did not get a picture of all the volunteers. So there are a lot of them are listening right now and watching. We thank you very, very much. And we didn't get any yeah. pictures of the four of us That's together, true. except for stuff other except people for this because we were running around. So. How could you use AI in Photoshop? Maybe turn Brooke and Stacy into something else so we can have a picture of the four of us. <laughs> <laughs> no, we like right, having well, a photo. I want it from Saturday night when I had my 
my dinner jacket. Oh, that's right. Let's see what my casual Sunday look. There we are. That's towards the end of the construction of the corridor. Yeah, this is when I went to change and they were finishing the fabric. There's my mom and dad, sister. I think that's Jason right there. Yeah. The fabric end, uh, that was... It, it seemed like the easiest part, so I left and then came back right, to... Go, go back to that picture, Todd, because I want to put a little perspective into this that has been missed here. Okay. That that day started with JT and his family were taking the rainbow tunnel into that room, and no one was allowed in there. Mm-hmm. So periodically, Hal, Todd, and I would go in and check and see how it's going. Uh, and... Through lunchtime, it maintained, it was like ultimate secrecy, the circle of trust, the four of us and the Coosiers. And uh, by the time lunchtime was over, it became apparent we're going to need some help in here. And so like then it was like one more person was in there and it was like one more person was in there. And then there was a point that I went in because that was we were pushing like two o'clock and there was a strip that wasn't working. Um, that was throwing everything off. And I walked in and said, I I have to go back to the hotel and get showered and dressed because one of us has to be dressed for 3.30 when we start (laughs) signing people in. Like These guys were all like deep in the thing. I I know when I left, there was talk of how and Todd were going to perform surgery on a circuit. Yeah, Literally, like, correct. cut something open and work with wires. And I said, which, which did happen. Which did I happen. Said, we cut stuff. Yep. <laughs> I said, I'm leaving. Exactly. I know where I am of no use. And this right. is an area where I am of no use. <laughs> I'm just going to go look fabulous. So I left, got dressed, came back, and I walked out. I don't know if I saw JT or Todd or who first, but somebody gave me the thumbs up. Like, yeah. that works. Well, it was so, so funny. Was, so what happened was, I think we might have a photo of her. I know Matt sent me one because we need to talk to the factory about it. But they, it, the circuits all have to work. And if one goes out, you leave, you lose a segment of, what was it, like, JT, like four or five you lost? It was like the fourth one. In the, they, they powered off of each other. Right, right. And, and the fourth one, you know, the, the light kind of went all the way around. Well, this one just stopped like six inches yeah. up. And then that meant the next one wouldn't work. And so, like, we lost, like, three because that one. Right. I remember I came in and I, like, whacked it and it turned on and it was, like, yes. a miracle. <laughs> you came over and you squeezed <laughs> the fun. I squeezed it. Squeezed it. turned squeezed on. I'm like, it. oh, yeah. it worked. Perfect. Yeah. And then it went off again. So, and hold on. We couldn't get it back. I think we have some other pictures of the We do. I know. Okay. Yeah. So, that's the correct color. So, so I, d- I do want to add a postscript here. At the end, when I came back and it was working, uh, there a couple of us were still working on getting the fabric done at the end. So in my tux, I'm sitting there yeah. tying things on at the end. I didn't just I didn't just abandon ship here. That's but. right. So. <laughs> and that was the moment. Like I remember building. And I'm like, okay, the cage is coming up, and I'm going. It's not going too bad. And you know, Todd's coming in like it's not bad at all. It's going good. And I go, <laughs> let's just wait till it lights up. I That's mean, right. We could build this whole thing plug it in and it's just nothing so just, if it didn't work we weren't gonna open the doors so yeah that was a, a secret like it was constantly yeah. said to me well nobody knows it's gonna be here so we'll just lock the door and it'll just sit here dormant like exactly. it does today technically so somebody picked on the jii turntable clouds yep this was on the background of the watch case so that's what that little piece yeah. is that and yeah, brian you i mean uh, how you originally had that on the band and i, I might have put the photo in here of that no there's more hoops uh, well, we st- yeah, actually, we there's a lot of rainbow some, corridor stuff. So the idea of the journey watch originally was going to be a tribute to the uh, 
to the that room, the vestibule that that you're in. And so the dial was going to be the ceiling, and then I was gonna I took so we were gonna get clear watch bands, and then the um the pattern that's on the staircase on the sides, the railings, it's like that was gonna get used on there. And we just got to a point where and I think the guys rightly pointed out it was just too obscure. Yeah. It was it was a really neat idea, but it just you wouldn't be able to tell what it was right out of the bat, exactly. which is always important. And so that's when we shifted gears. But uh, yes, um, at some point in the year, Tom Morris had tweeted his blueprints that that he had done of these clouds. And so as I am often do, it's like I right saved and clicked that as fast as I could. <laughs> and when we when Todd was like, oh, we need a piece of artwork for the background to go behind the watch. I'm like, aha, I know the very thing. And so um, so I sat down to digitally reproduce it based on the blueprints. And I'll get a little bit into how we make the grind the sausage here. So I started doing a typical vector trace where you just take, uh, you know, the pen tool and start going around things. And it just it didn't look right. It didn't feel right. It didn't have that 70s, 80s organic feel to it. So I stopped and I thought to myself, OK, well, how would have Tom how would have Tom done this, you know, at his drawing desk in 1980 or 1981? And, you know, it occurred to me he would have circle templates and he would have a French curve. And so I started looking at the drawing and saying, like, OK, well, here's I can see this is a consistent sized circle. Uh, and I can see this several times. So what I ended up do, build, doing was building um, five or six circle templates and some ovals and things. And then I would copy and drag those ovals and circles into the right places. And sure enough, when I did that and just used some big curves as if they were French curves, it all came together and it looked exactly the way that it, it was supposed to and right. So sometimes doing things the old way, even if you use digital tools, is is the right way to do it. That's so cool that you and for the next, by the way, the next film that I restore, um, I'm going I'm going to actually cut and splice. We're going to hand dye every frame and uh, we're going to rotoscope it. We're going to do it the right way. So (laughs) so you've seen a couple as how was talking. I went through a couple different slides because we have a lot of them here. There was one with me and the birthday boy, Bob Gurr, turned 92 today. Yeah. Having a laugh in the uh, in the green room during breakfast. And here's a picture. Of our green room before we basically oh, destroyed it. It looked like a college dorm. Well, they never took the trash. No, <laughs> they left it. With all, all of the boxes for all of the gifts were in here. There was the water bottles. There's a little fridge. A thank you to Art, who's who's on watching tonight. He was able to stream on YouTube what was going on in the, the main room so we could know when to go on. It was it was a lot. So, uh, I, I, yeah, I, I may get in trouble for telling this story, but Yvonne just said I slept in there. But there's <laughs> a funny story about that. She was laying down on the ground and I came in and told a story about an encounter with an unruly guest who was unhappy about something. And I said, as we were I was entering the bathroom and he was exiting, I said, hey, how you doing? And he says, I you don't want to know. And I said, you're right. And I kept going into the bathroom and she just started cracking up on the ground. <laughs> This, this 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 like cackling laugh started coming from the ground and um, uh, we got some breakfast photos here we got mickey waffles oh yes mickey waffles coming up 
Breakfast was a big hit. Everybody got, we got a lot of Oops. feedback. People love the breakfast. I, but, go happy. ahead. Tell the story, Brian. Tell the, tell the breakfast I'm letting, story. I'm letting JT tell. All right, JT. You so tell. Brian and I are getting breakfast. We're, we're loading up our plates. You know how a buffet goes. You, you decide, you make that decision. Well, I'm going to put the silverware in my pocket because I got can't have enough hands here. So we're juggling stuff. I'm getting a coffee. I'm, you know, almost not going to make it. And this something. is about three minutes before the buffet opens to everybody. We got our stuff to go back to the green room and have breakfast. Yeah, and we're walking back, you know, kind of struggling because it wasn't a short walk, but it was kind of close. And out of, out of left field comes Todd carrying nothing. I'm like, we're, wait, we're, sitting, we're sitting there. Sweating, we had just, just sat down to have our breakfast, balancing these plates, and then the door opens to the green room. And and Todd walks in, just suit jacket off, just chill. And I I felt like he looked more chill than ever. And I was very surprised. I go, what? Why is what is going on? And behind him comes a Disney employee with the white thing draped over his arm, a tray and Todd's breakfast. And he sets it down. And I swear he even like put salt and pepper on his, his eggs and laid the silver. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 the napkin over his arm and everything. And really, so like, how'd we're, you get a butler? Yeah, where'd you get a guy? I didn't know <laughs> because we had he's guys. my butler. Yeah. I mean, it was this whole thing. And I was like, I mean, you work with Disney. I hear things, you know, these two, they hear it all and stuff. And I go, I must've missed that add on in the meeting that get, got Todd a butler. For <laughs> the week. There are like 14 comments in the chat calling him gold key Todd. Yeah, there's, 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 there's a benefit to, to being the treasurer. Right? That is the thing though. No, no, no. It goes back to when Todd was 10 and he had the gold key and he's eating lobsters and throwing them in the pool at the Polynesian because he didn't want them. I mean, it's just like, it was perfect. I go, they More must anything? remember. More everything. Yeah. Oh, you're that gold key kid. Let's get your butler oh, back man. out. That was what oh, it was like. I love being roasted. This is great. This is great. Oh, it's just hilarious. So the, 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 how it all happened was I had a plate of breakfast food and I decided I wanted oatmeal as well. So I'm carrying oatmeal. I want to say bre- I also got oatmeal too and okay. I didn't get a butler, but go ahead. <laughs> and, and I just happened to go over the coffee. I said, oh, let me set these down. And I was the first one over because I had said I need, I have a meeting. I need to get in there. They said, That's okay. Right. You did have a meeting. I did. I had a meeting with the audio tech to fix the audio. That's so, right. so I sat down on one table and nobody's eating yet and nobody's really getting stuff but us. And I, I go to pour coffee and I'm like, he's like, I'll take it for you. I'm like, no, 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 it's all, I'll be back. He's like, nope. And he just swooped everything up and uh, off, off he went. So it's what if perfect. it was the same guy from when you were like 10? It, it <laughs> could have been. It could serve me that it's filet. You. Yeah. I remember you. I remember you. So, all right. This next photo, Hal went on a crusade one day. These are interspersed of looking for rainbow tunnels. And, and for some reason he came <laughs> This is one of the ones that you found out. Oh, wow. It's out yeah. in the wild somewhere. Yeah. Somewhere this exists. Well, right. When we started discussing how can, how mean, can we do eight, it? Yeah. Eight months ago, 10 months ago, how can we do rainbow tunnels? Is right. that something that's feasible? And we looked at literally every iteration of rainbow tunnels that we could find. Yeah. There's a couple more coming up we're going to talk anywhere. about. So. And our conclusion, though, at the time was nope, not nope. good enough. Exactly. We're going to see a couple more. This was exactly at like 104 when we were allowed into the room, and you can see it's not even set up how the room was. We're like, okay, well, I, there's me waving. Like, there's. I just want to say, Gary says in the chat at the next Retro Magic, we're going to have the robot from Rocky trying to get you food. <laughs> that was one of the actual things we were going to do for this. Exactly. Was the Seiko there, Seiko. Like the yep. robot from Rocky who was also at the Epcot opening, and it just Rainbow Tunnel killed the budget. So. That's right. So, all right. This next photo is just the entrance to the to the rainbow tunnel room with the um. Th- this is a funny story between be- 
behind the small Dreamfinder and the giant Michael Jackson. So <laughs> Brian and I were each tasked to to do these, and Brian sent his in first, and he says, "Oh, we're going to do Michael Jackson." He says, "Hey, they can add legs." I said, "That's great." So he sends his picture in of Michael Jackson for the Michael Jackson standee, and Brian says, six feet tall." And then the next day, Brian's like, "We really should have Dreamfinder." So I found this one, and I said, "Okay." It didn't have legs. Put legs on it, and they wound up sending me a proof with these legs. This photo never had legs. They actually drew that or took it from some other picture or AI or something, and I didn't realize I had selected five feet tall, but he's clearly not five feet. He's <laughs> it's like four feet. So we have this little fellow. We have a little dream finder. He's a and this, dream finder. And Brian, Brian never – he's like, oh, no, they never charge me the extra $25 for legs. So, so that's why Michael Jackson's face yeah, so is the size of – Giant Michael, which actually worked well with the it did, ten it did. foot rainbow card, or and that's why we have a small. So the the thing is that order legs and order six feet. That's what you have to do. Yeah. So all right, I what else five, we got Because I got a five foot orange bird last time, and I learned and said, no, it's got to be six feet. Yeah, because five feet, even though orange bird was tiny. Yep. More breakfast. Some more breakfast. Uh, some Michael, more. Michael Michael Jackson's in Yvonne's garage too. She says nope. it scares scares her every time she gets out of her car. Yeah. Some lanyard detail there. Oh, some LED light selection that they sent us coming up here. Oh, yeah. Yep. Remember when they sent us those. And then this is Brian and I probably, as you said, Brian, this photo here is probably you and I disagreeing, but still loving each other in the brotherly love way. <laughs> I I, th- I think this was... We right, were pretty chill. This was right before... It was either right before we were going in to open the show. Yeah. Or it was right before we opened the cocktail hour. Yeah. Um, I don't remember which. I just remember there was a point where we sat down <laughs> and took a moment. Exactly. And said, okay, the Rainbow Carter works. We're mic'd up. I'm mic'd up. So this must have been, you can see the okay. mic on me. So this we must have been, been right. getting ready to go on then. We had yeah. This this must have been before we were going on on Saturday. And yeah. You got a mic in your hand too. So. Yep. Uh, these are uh, some more stickers coming up. And then, um, oh, this is this next one. This is John DeCure Jr. showing us that. that uh, uh, the, this the, was great as we yeah. were setting up Saturday morning. I have a video of it, too. I have he to get. brought his artwork over and spent three minutes kind of just giving us a, a, a class on what was in the artwork and how it came to be. And there were several. I know Matt recorded it. Uh, and I know your wife recorded it, Todd. Yeah, so I've got there's, it. there's a number of people that recorded his little chat, which exactly. we'll have to pull together. But yeah, it was, it was, Jason just says, it was an amazing experience for those of us that were there. Yeah. So this is some behind the scenes artwork. Uh, when I was working with Bunny to do this, this is really kind of funny. So I couldn't tell her what we were doing. She kind of knew that something was going on and she kind of knew that we were doing Cranium Command Revisited, putting it all together. But she had no idea. So she says to me, she says, I, I, she says, can you give me a script? And I said, I'm sorry, Bunny, I can't give you, this is like top secret project here. So I said, I need a you no, know, sir, a yes, sir, something about sure of himself and a happy, excited. And I gave her a couple others. And I, I, there should be coming up here general knowledge. And she said, well, what's it for? I'm like, I can't tell you. But, Bunny, <laughs> you hit the nail on the head. I mean, like, all I did was give you a few words. And uh, you, you just you got this so good. So um, hopefully it will advance here. Here we go. So this is a close-up of the no, sir. Uh, coming up here in a second that she did. So um, there it is there. 
and then the next picture is after she had colored it in um it, lo it looks great so you get the nice coloring in there and um i understand that bunny actually produced these on lucite she hand painted each one she traced them all and she's actually uh made everybody or a production cells for everybody right <laughs> so and the funny thing is is that somebody said are you going to animate this i actually looked into this is actually pretty cool if we drew buzzy in a few different poses and you put his eyes and, and you had the individual components. There's animation software now that you connect all the bone, you make bones inside and you can make and can, you can animate them. Mm. It's amazing. So if anybody has a lot more time than I do and they want to animate our opening, I'm more than happy to work on that project. So put a lot of live people out of work. Yeah. Well, this is our selfie. Uh, how I think this is your selfie or Brian's selfie that didn't get all of us. Uh, I didn't take one. I just said uh, somebody sent mine. it to me. And that was yours, I JT? Was, I okay. was looking up at his, and I'm looking at mine, yeah. yeah. Next time so. we have to get somebody else take it, and it will be go. a selfie. Just oh, be a pussy. here you go, Hal. This is, these are the two watches. This is, this is the early one and the later oh, yeah. version after they, after they fix that. Hal's like, do I remember that? Oh, right, because <laughs> they, they accidentally – we had the clouds like on the – Right. The idea was the clouds were on the background, and they just assumed like yep. they didn't understand that the watch was transparent, so they put and, the clouds on the watch band. And they couldn't do the metallic color, so you chose a darker color for the right. the, the clasp and everything. So yeah, we had to figure out what would actually look good and match yep. the rest of the artwork. Dreamfinder worked really hard there with his hands. Exactly. Oh, here we are. Yeah, just oh, a photo. Yeah. I don't know what this was. Obviously, the evening. This was when we were uh, opening the doors. And I, oh yeah, I just kept saying to you, "What are we waiting for?" Let's oh, that's right. Just open the doors. That's right. That's right. It's time to. They've been standing out there for too long. Let's open the doors. There's no. We're ready. I grabbed some of these off of uh, off of uh, Twitter too. Yeah. yeah so this next right. one, this is the chicken. I sent this to Bunny, and I said, "I need you to draw this." And uh, she did a great job, and this is what she came up with, which was which was great. So, um, and the chicken was a late ad too. I was just like, oh, we need to put the chicken in there, and um, the bakark that was actually the original bakark from from Cranium Command. So, oh, and here we go. Here's the the see. This is I hope people appreciate. This is how much we go through. How this is the the color test when they redid the lanyards, mm -hmm. making sure that it matched the color that we had selected at that point. Right. This yeah, is the stuff we of, go through, folks. A lot of back and forths with, and I remember when we did the watch, I was like, okay, this is what I need you to do. I need you to splay out the color books under <laughs> your lighting condition. That's right. Next to the plastic, so that way I can find a color that I know is going to look right. Exactly. Because I can, I can sit here with like my color book, you know, at home, oh, God. but it yep. doesn't necessarily match the lighting that they have in the factory. And so exactly. So I get the wrong color, so... <laughs> This yeah, is the first rainbow tunnel. This is the first. We, this is what we thought we could do for the rainbow tunnel. Just put some Christmas this, lights on it. Exactly. It would have been, been fine. It would have been fine. Um, so here's another one from, from Bunny. This is a, a general knowledge. I said I need something where he's okay. coaching and helping. helping. Um, and then this is her ink and paint version of it. which are, Or similar. Yeah, I think some of that changed. This is a slightly different one. I can't remember. Uh, then I wanted him in good natured, and then there's some other pictures here of the. Like I said, he's got a lot of wax. Sorry, man. I love the fact that she did the boots in like the lighter color. Oh yeah, so perfect. And then these are some outtakes from the ads that didn't make it into the. Uh, uh, these are ads there, that did not make it is into. There a 
trigger warning. For I Yvonne think there here? might be a trigger warning for for Avon. Um, but I, I wanted this one to go in just because of the projector, but we, it didn't make it. We didn't have room for it into the program, but that's okay. Um, oh, this was another rainbow tunnel that we looked at. This was the inflatable one. Do you remember this one, guys? <laughs> went like, no, that won't work either. It looks like very winter wonderland. Yeah, yeah. So, and then uh, let's see this <laughs> this next slide here. That was more like the world of motion like entrance version. We did. Oh yeah, yeah. Here's JT telling me to get out of there. It's top secret. <laughs> no pictures. No pictures. No photographs. Yeah, that was uh, like the, within the first hour or so. I yeah. Think. And you can see the hoops built down. We had them divided up and yep. by number and location. And like I said, if you do buy this, uh, you can you could you don't have to put the whole thing up. You could just put segments together. So and there's a view from our AV booth. You can see that's all the power that it requires to put this together and actually we said something interesting at the end I, I i told this to disney and a few others and then this is how we have to market ourselves next time this is not a presentation this is a multimedia presentation and that's what we try to put on and there's the rainbow corridor lit up and some other oh, photos yeah. of that so all right last thing we've got here to go over um we are going to do an art auction so i do have some pictures of the art here just got a couple slides to go through. This is um, art from Tony Passero, um, as well as Jimmy Mulligan. Um, and then obviously we're going to auction off the the Rainbow Corridor as well. Um, so these are, there's a number of different pieces um, that we're going to auction off. They're signed by the artist. They're numbered. They're, how do you say that? What are they, what's the process that he uses? How? Like Wheatcraft? Giclée. Giclée. That's it. That's French it. meaning to spray. Ah, can you enlighten us on the? Well, yes. It sounds much fancier than the words inkjet, but essentially, <laughs> that is uh, that is what the process is. Although you know you're using archival paper, archival inks. It's but the process is is very much like a like an inkjet printer. Gotcha. Gotcha. So. Um... He's got a, he so basically he got back to us and, and he's he's going to make prints from these they're going to be hand signed and then what you see here is uh, these are signed by Tony Baxter as well as Jimmy Mulligan um, and we've got one of uh, Splash Mountain in there just given what what's going on with Splash and stuff recently so uh, those are all signed by both of the artists so these are all going to be up uh, for auction so. All right, we've got a couple more minutes here before we close it out. And, oh, if you're a ticket holder or anybody just watch social media, we'll send you emails, uh, and we'll let you know when this auction goes uh, and gets together. So uh, we'll go from there. So, all right, let's bring us back out to full screen here, gentlemen. Ooh, look at that. As we wrap it up, what other questions do people have for Retro Magic? I saw people saying, oh, we should do multiple days. Well, we need more money for that, but we'll figure multiple days out. Don't worry. What's happening? No, people said can you, we want more time, more time. Yeah. So we yeah, know. it'll be two full days next time. That's yep. the plan. It'll be different. <clears throat> so, any news on the next event? We just said yeah. that it'll be two full yeah, days. <laughs> two full days, and uh, we'll have a full ballroom. Yep, two thousand twenty-five. Right, spring, yep. win, winter or spring twenty twenty-five. I always push more on the winter side because yep. it's cold up here, and I want to get away from being up here. But. Uh, We'll work that out. Uh, normally what happens is on my winter trip this year, I will meet with Disney and start talking about available spaces and dates. And we start working on actual when it will be. 
and then work on our big, big guests and find out what their preferred dates are. And then we try and marry the two together. And we've already uh, started yes. our Slack channel. Uh, 10th anniversary hints art. I mean, there's, there's been, we've openly discussed some of this stuff. I, I've said, I want a Muppet vision panel, uh, so that we can get some of the Muppet folks and the folks that worked on that down yep. there before, uh, they start leaving us. Well, it's and not just about Disney 10 Centennial. It's, it's us. Too. Every, yeah. Well, our it's, it's, it's our 10 Centennial, So it encompasses the whole. Yeah. yeah. 43 uh, square miles. It's not like we're and just focusing on 1981. Right, nor, right, right. right. No, 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 nor, no. Are, nor are we just focusing on us. It's right, not yeah. two days about no, us. No. <laughs> it's, um, it's I'd like to do a, a, a splash and a big thunder or some things that I've been toying with doing. Uh, those are attractions I know we can have Tony come and talk about a little more in depth. Um, we've got a couple other different... Um, uh, different. We, we we also have another one in the works. I don't. We're not going to mention, but we're working on it. So... Um, um, definitely, yeah. if it's on the schedule, I I want Russell back to talk about yeah. his his career and you know besides the interventions loop, which is obviously you know we throw the word iconic around a lot these days. Yeah, if I, you walk I, through if you walk through that park anytime from the 1990s to you know a couple of years ago, it's like you have that music burned into your brain. Yeah. When, Mr. Nazer, when is the 2025 World's Fair? Like, we're not going like, <laughs> to... Don't say 2025. I mean, like, is it like the whole year? Or, but we'll be in the winter, spring. Anyway, uh, somebody said, uh, John DeCure uh, Jr. is up here. And uh, yes, we, we had already talked to him about his dad coming back. Yes, He worked on Muppet Vision 3D. Mm -hmm. uh, I think he said he was the was he an art production designer. He was a production show, right? designer for that. Yeah, and his son just put it in the chat that he's got a, a great story about uh, buying a bonsai tree uh, for the Miss Piggy portion <laughs> in North Hollywood. <laughs> he purchased it. So yeah, and I <laughs> and I had had a conversation a while back with one of the puppeteers, Muppeteers that uh, filmed all the pre-show segments uh, one weekend at Jim Henson's farm in upstate New York in a barn. All those little things that run in the pre-show room where the guys are moving from camera to camera. They did all that one weekend, uh, not long before the show opened. <laughs> so there'll be uh, good stuff in there. So. And I will say Brian has approved already um, the cost of shipping a projector. So we are bringing a live projector with film. <laughs> it probably will just be me in a room by myself. You can come in and watch me thread yeah, it. We'll just play it on the wall. <laughs> after hours event. So yes, I am bringing, I know Yvonne will be there and Jason will be there, but um, hot projector action will, will, will happen. So. so so Bob, Rowan, you bring up an interesting panel that uh, I'm working on as well, which is, he says, I want to hear about the Muppet attractions that didn't get built. Two things there. One, they have been pretty well documented, although Muppet Great Movie Ride um, could probably be a little more fleshed out. But Tony Baxter had said to us, I don't know if he did, he said it on stage. He would really love to just do a whole panel on stuff he designed that never got built. And I think that that's a great idea. And I think that there's a lot of gold to be mined there of uh, not just Tony, but other folks who design things that weren't built. So I yeah. think that there's, uh, you mentioned Discovery Bay. He did a pretty extensive description of Discovery Bay at one of the Destination Ds. Um, he went through probably a good eight, 10 minutes of Discovery Bay. Um, but, you know, sure, I know he'll love to talk about it some more and share some right. stuff we probably haven't seen. 
Now, I will put a call out there. Brian and I have been trying to think. How do you? Oh, oh, how do hang you? Hang on, oh. Neil Hunter Hyde. No Disneyland. Westcott is nope. Disneyland. Yep. Walt oh, Disney no. World. That's right. Uh, Brian, you've been talking like, what can we do other than the Rainbow Corridor? Now, now Gary is saying that we should rebuild Roy's cabin, but that's a little much. Um, <laughs> that, be a Lincoln Log order, set. We can we can order that from. I'm I'm. Uh, yeah, the Amish will build that for Amish you. Country. Exactly. Can, exactly. Roy's cabin, I can get that built in a weekend for so you. So if anybody has an idea for a logical thing to rebuild, I mean, I know how would love to rebuild the captain's tower. You know, we could do the or the whatchamacallit. Yeah. But uh You know, I brief yeah. I briefly considered like what could what would it take to bring back step and tones? And I just realized, yeah, it's not enough of a draw. I mean, once you've done the rainbow corridor, there's really no point. Can yeah. we also talk about that I tried to hire a live Michael Jackson impersonator? <laughs> That's right. And yeah. <laughs> there are terrific Michael Jackson impersonators in California. There are some terrific ones in New York. The few that were available in Florida looked more like Shirley Jackson than Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. Like they were just not. <laughs> it was at like nineties, late nineties, Michael. They like didn't even was... look like Michael Jackson. They just like a guy <laughs> whose last name was Jackson. Like, I'm was, being kind. Yeah, I mean it was. <laughs> <laughs> cardboard cutout did a fine job we'll just so if that. so if we could do stepping tones and then hire a real michael jackson look like to recreate the billy jean video for us that'd be perfect oh, yeah. yeah it would all work so well i appreciate everybody joining tonight i just wanted to say a couple things uh before we out and then i think how you or brian wanted to end it on the what i think it was to cure headset or somebody had said about how, 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 I, how i'd wanted to yeah so yeah so I'll let, I'll let you go at the end how and then um after how's done we're going to roll our credits and i ask everybody to stay and watch them there are people's names in there that helped us and sorry for the magic appearing dog bed behind me it just every now and then comes up um their names are in there for a reason because they helped us there's too many to list i know a lot of them are listening tonight and really really super appreciate the time and effort that they put in uh to make that day possible as you saw and Yvonne, there are a lot of people who helped us whose names aren't there too absolutely and you saw Vaughn said i was sleeping at one point i missed that i didn't even get to see that um we didn't get to see stuff it takes a boatload of people to make this happen and we can't thank them uh, enough um with that said i was doing some thinking this week about epcot and and how this event really brought a lot of people together and you know there's a lot of things that we can say that we're a community we all love epcot we all have this certain feeling about it and trust me i got it that week and i you put the music on I'm glad somebody said called out music because a music of Epcot panel would be fantastic too. Why did it work so much? But Epcot for a lot of people, and Hal's going to sum this up, it's very different from the time we're living in now. And I'm not talking about just the technology we have. Um, We live in a society right now that is so fast paced and is littered with drama and is littered you know i was watching tv the other night and everything is screaming and everything's yelling and everything is drama and everything's this crazy music to suck you in and we live in this world of uh of psychological or drawing people in or psychological attraction whether it's a game on your phone or tv and i know you're going where is he going with this this was at a time when that wasn't there right there's always been ways to draw people in but it was a creative time it was a place to come and explore the future to explore that hope and such a different time. And I think we all want to go back and experience that again because it was so different uh, from the time that we're living in now. No doubt we're living in an amazing time. There's incredible stuff going on and and we can't believe the power of things that are in our pocket and everything else around us. But um, it's really, it, it was really interesting. And I was just thinking about that this week. So 
that may make sense to some of you. It may not make sense to some of you. Um, if you get it, let me know. Great. But how I'll let you do the honors. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what you just said. <laughs> well, I, I hope I can do this justice because some often I uh, am not as eloquent as I wish I were. Um, one of the things that John had talked about, uh, you know, he said, you know, Walt said in his film, it's it wasn't the experimental prototype city of tomorrow. It was the experimental prototype community of tomorrow. And when they started planning it, you know, community, it made sense to have people together in one place. But as technology moved forwards, uh, having people in one place, you know, was no longer necessary. As the and people in one place you know, were able was to no communicate. And he pointed out, I, I think rightfully so, that the, you know, the, the types of people that were you know, we we are a community, you know, that that Epcot helped put together everybody in the room that was there, all the people that worked on it. It's like we created a community of our own uh, and that's something to be celebrated. And that's that's where, you know, the the, the promise of Epcot in, in some ways has happened um, because of this and we are living in it right now. So I thought that was just a really neat way to look at that. Awesome. Well, from all of us here, thank you very much for coming back and spending an evening with us with Retro Magic. I hope you enjoyed it. We love putting on these movie nights, if you will, and we'll be back for another one. So thank you very much, How JT, Brian. Thank you for the evening, and we're going to roll credits here in just a second. And please be sure to thank everybody in the chat because a lot of those people that volunteered their time are chatting with us tonight. Thanks all, and we'll see you soon.
Follow the Lake Buena Vista Historical Society on Twitter and Instagram at LBV History and on the web at lbvhistory.org. For all things Retro Disney World, including exclusive merchandise, visit us on the web at RetroWDW.com and on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at RetroWDW. And follow our hosts, Todd McCartney, on Twitter at WDWMS, Hal Bowers on Twitter and Instagram at GoAwayGreen, JT Couser on Twitter at LS1JT and on YouTube at Rubber City Motoring and on the web at RubberCityMotoring.com. And you can find me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Brian P. Miles. Retro Disney World is the monthly podcast of the Lake Buena Vista Historical Society, a nonpartisan, nonprofit, tax-exempt, 501c3 organization and is not affiliated in any way with the Walt Disney Corporation or any of its subsidiary or affiliated entities. <laughs>